On the special episode that we just did in which we covered Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin. Yes, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. But on that episode, we talked about how Tucker ended his interview with Putin by asking him about the Eastern Orthodox Christianity religion. It's funny because as Tucker ended his interview with that particular question, we had a Super Bowl ad in the Super Bowl that just passed from a group called He Gets Us in which there seems to be a segment of the internet, the Christian conservatives, tradcons, that are a little bit upset about what that commercial displayed. We're going to talk about that particular commercial. We're going to talk about what it displayed. We're going to talk about our analysis of that commercial. And then we're going to talk about what is going on with Christianity here in the United States. And it would be a great juxtaposition to the Christianity of nations like Russia and why Tucker asked Putin that particular question. That subject is going to tie into a roundtable from Access Vegas in which a bunch of leaders of the Red Pill community had a round table. And interestingly enough, Christianity was brought up in that particular discussion in regards to male and female dynamics here in the United States. And then we're going to cap off the episode by giving some predictions about the potential Donald Trump running mates for this 2024 presidential election. Yes, his running mates for vice president. Who do we think they'll be? We're going to give you our thoughts on that at the end of the episode. So let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. If you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes. Our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We are on all podcast platforms. So the Super Bowl just passed. Um, It was an interesting Super Bowl. Uh, It was interesting in the sense that there was a lot of political narratives around this Super Bowl. I think that's mainly because we live in a world where everything has become politicized. Also, I think it's because there was one particular team that had a player on it that has a sponsorship with Pfizer that a lot of people have basically been calling Travis Kelsey a sellout because it's kind of it is sort of a wild thing for you to be an athlete, be at like basically peak human fitness. And if you follow any sort of 
medical journal or science or now at this point, even the mainstream media, you know that if you're in any sort of health and conditioning of such a man as Travis Kelsey, you more than likely do not need the jab. And so it's sort of a wild thing for him to be pushing it. And then knowing like you have like young people who are fans, but you know, that's the whole I've sold my soul type of thing. It's like, all right, well, these people don't need this shit that doesn't work. And like, you cannot tell me that this motherfucker doesn't know that the shit doesn't work. You cannot tell me that he doesn't know it. Um, uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty wild, but that was one of the, the contributing factors to the politicization of this past Super Bowl. Then you factor in the people that are saying, which we've covered briefly recently, the, the people out there that are saying Taylor Swift has the potential to sway the election and that yeah. she's going to endorse Biden. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it, it didn't really, I feel become really politicized so much for the left i feel like it was more so the right wing looking at it like that but and and all but more so from like uh the like the 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 vantage point of the culture war yeah yeah because they understand that now i feel like republicans for a very long time didn't understand that but now they understand that culturally you have to have some some skin in the game if not then then you're not really you're you're doomed to look like the party that's not aware of shit right and so um being aware of how big taylor swift is and 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 who she's for and and then seeing that like it's it's everywhere this whole year oh taylor swift goes to another kansas city game and they so happen to win the the super bowl it's like they they almost got ahead of it like oh uh, she's you know obviously they don't like her so they they talk their crap and they they're saying that it's like it's a psyop yeah to get Gen Zers to vote and so it's interesting it would have been interesting had Trump went because every single stadium that he's gone to after the last election he, it's been like an uproar. Yeah. Like, so, so I wonder, but, like, but also much smaller venues. I, I don't yeah. like that. Vegas, I don't know how many people it seated, but I don't know if I've seen Trump in a venue with that many people. Yeah. I, I imagine it might have been a little bit more polarizing, especially in Las Vegas. Yeah. Because even though right now all the polling shows that Nevada is polling to the right. As a state, Las Vegas definitely is still going to vote to yeah. the left. And but see, that's was, where he was. Like there was a like a roaring applause for him was Vegas because it was a UFC fight, but in a smaller venue. Yeah, yeah. and the UFC audience yeah. is predominantly men. That's why I would be. That, well, that, I, that's I guess. I guess, I, I guess that that sort of doesn't matter what I just said because football audience is also predominantly men. Yeah. But what I will say is. There's definitely just using. I'm gonna use uh, 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 <laughs> Andrew Tate's word, the uh, perspicacity. Using some perspicacity, I'm gonna say that 
there is something a little bit more masculine about the typical like UFC fan versus the typical yes. f- football fan. And that that to me it's like I just would have wanted to see that. Like is this like a fan thing? Like like the type of people that watch these events or is it just all around and we'll never know because it's like well he he didn't go he didn't show up and it would have been kind of crazy because taylor and then him so just to see what what the crowd would have said i I would have found that very interesting but i think you are on to something though like typically ufc fans like they're more on some masculine shit. Even the players and the players, the fighters. Yeah, a lot of so them are pro many, Trump. Yeah, how many times after a fight yeah. have you heard them say some either staunchly pro Trump stuff or just some like right wing stuff? Yeah, even boxers, because like, um, very like legendary boxers like Mayweather fucks with Trump, uh, Mike Tyson fucks with Trump. Uh, it's just like the fighting community in general mma boxing you see that a lot like yeah. uh, more of the fighters being like no i i understand where he's coming from and i fucks with him so yeah. i don't know what you're trying to get here but you're not gonna get like me talking shit um so i find that very interesting but that would have been kind of a cool little uh, side thing obviously apart from the game um i i wouldn't i would have liked to have seen the 49ers win Cause I like the, I like I, I did I I like the team that they have, um. They're not like loud. Well, well Kansas City is really loud. It's just Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, typically, I, I'm not really a big fan of players that are like like that, like prima donnas and shit. And then also, I'm not gonna lie, the 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 fucking Pfizer man, Pfizer Bud Light man, and Taylor losing did kind of make. Oh me yeah, that that was that smile. was. My main reason, on in all honesty, for yeah. for rooting for the 49ers is like I yeah. would have loved to see, like they keep showing Taylor Swift when there's like a celebration. I would have loved to see what they show if they <laughs> if they lost. Number one, I mean, we'll call it whatever you want to call it. Call it uh, uh, cynical or whatever. Like that. Just I'm keeping it a hundred. That's number one. But number two. Me not really like following football much anymore these days. Overall, the game didn't mean that much to me. But what I will say as it was on, I will say that I did very much admire San Francisco's playbook. Like as as I was as I was watching and, and I, in pre-production, I brought up something that uh it, it, that I analyzed during watching the game it's funny how little of my life like football consumes like i I don't really follow it that much anymore i don't have time if i am going to follow or read up on stuff it's going to be like things that are that are more important and with all that being said when i do spend some time with something and analyze it i'm able to analyze it and and actually say more insightful things than people who like a big portion of their life revolves around this shit. Yeah, yeah, you should know it. You should know it. Yeah, like, if you're that into it, like, say, you should be able to say something insightful. Yeah. I'll give you an example. 
every time you and I have talked about a movie that we like, some there's been instances where you've seen a movie that I haven't seen, and you tell me about it, you rec- make a recommendation, or you maybe you say I didn't really like this movie, but this element of this movie was good. Yeah, and or or, or vice versa. We're always able to say something insightful, like something yes. where it's like, okay, like not the, not everybody is gonna say this. It's like it gives, and, and what that does, it, it not only shows like the level of depth that you analyzed the work, but it also it is more of a selling point to the person you're telling. Like, okay, yeah. for this reason, I'm a, I'm for this reason, I know like what to look out for, or maybe this person has just given me. A lens uh, to to look at this work with or whatever that I probably wouldn't have liked the movie, but yeah. now it's like this is what I'm looking forward about right. the movie, exactly, or yeah. elements such as those, or with an album or or whatever, so on and so forth. So my thing is for those that are into that particular thing, it's like well. Tell me yeah. something inside. At least, like, you're so into it. Maybe sell it. Like, sell it in a way where it's just like, all right, boom. Like, yeah. damn. Like, you know, but but it is what it is. But I, I just, that's something that, that struck out to me yeah. of, of, during watching the game. Because, honestly, that's the first, that's the longest amount of football that I've watched in a very long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like a, a game-wise and stuff. Well, like, like you said, you know, the, the guys are watching it. You were like, fuck it. Same thing with me. Like, I didn't really have plans. My dad's like, come over. Fuck it. We're making food. So I watched it with him. It made it fun because, like, he was into it. Yeah. That made me into it. And uh, that, it was it was cool. But but it wasn't like I had a dog in the fight, really. Yeah. So so I got to enjoy it from the perspective of, of like, two good teams because they both played good. I think San Francisco played better. But overall... Pretty solid, uh, pretty solid Super Bowl. Yeah, overall it was a, it was an interesting game. Yeah, like yeah, it was a good game. Nothing will ever top. It wasn't one sided or anything. Yeah. Well, which one was it? The Falcons and uh, was it who was CB twelve with at that time? Like the Pats, right? Oh, the comeback. Yeah, yeah. Nothing will ever top that yeah, Super Bowl. That shit. That shit. <laughs> the wildest and, and, shit. Yeah, but I guess too. I, I guess. I guess. A disclaimer. I guess part of the reason that I'm not as into football anymore is because I know I'll never get what I got w- with the like being a fan. And you could ask anybody. You could ask Core. You could ask any of our friends. Like. I was a TB12. Well, I was a Patriots fan before they were the Patriots. So what's so crazy about that 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 particular dynasty is that it was like me being the only one rooting for them. I remember in school, I was literally the only one rooting for the Patriots over the Rams. Yeah, like everybody was like, you know, the greatest show on turf and all of that. And I was just, I was a Patriots fan. It just, it was just one of those coincidental things, like how. It would have been for you when you were, when you were rocking with the Titans, like Steve McNair. Like if they had went to the Super Bowl and became a dynasty, it was yeah. just like I happen to really like this team, and it just so happened that they went on like the greatest run you could ever go on, and yeah. I was there for the ride. And it's like, man, it was great. Like I remember I, I used to throw Super Bowl parties because Hell it was yeah. just like 
I I love the team that much. And then it turned out when Brady left that it wasn't so much love for the team as much as Brady because like when he left, I remember I was like, I want him to win. Like I want to see him win again. And (laughs) I'll be honest with you, I'd rather see him win than the Patriots win without him. Yeah, yeah. And he did, yeah. and he did. So <laughs> it, was it was great. But so my point is, and he beat uh, the Chiefs. So my point is, like, I'll, I, I'll never, I'll never like the high of such a run. It'll, no. I'll never get that again in my no. life. So it's just like, well, I might as well watch something else. <laughs> but uh, now I just watch golf. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And, and so it, it was interesting. Uh, it's interesting in that regard. Now, uh, one thing, uh, aside from the commercial that we're going to talk about in the segment, were there any commercials that stood out to you aside from like w- what we already announced we'll talk about in the segment? Mm. I missed a few of them because like in between the commercials, I was kind of like talking to the fam and I really this year wasn't paying attention to too many of the commercials i remember that fucking uh the the beyonce one uh and then there yeah, was, was a, that was like a verizon commercial right yeah yeah i think she dropped a song too like that day oh did or, she or today or something like that and then uh and then there was that one weird one with cardi cardi b i think it was i don't remember that one with some like lipstick shit like lip plumpers but like it was weird uh, and then it had like the little code so that you could just kind of scan to buy the stuff. Oh, uh, the Kanye, the Yeezy one. I was like, damn. I don't remember that one either. Yeah, I was like, well, you- what what that one consist of? <laughs> the Jews let him do it. <laughs> it was just him, like uh, the part of the song with his daughter talking, the, oh, the really? talking song. Yeah, and then it just said Yeezy.com. That's actually how I found out. That he was giving out the pods for tw- well, selling the pods, the Yeezy pods for twenty. Interesting. Uh, when I, because uh, I, I text you, because I was like, damn, that's crazy that that Kanye had a ad like, yeah, it's kind of n- nuts. I think it was two ads because I missed one. I think. Oh, so, interesting. So when I looked it up, uh, he was selling the two hundred dollar uh, Yeezy pods for twenty bucks. Oh. So I was like, I, I like I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of them. Uh, but like for twenty bucks, I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." I'll order them. I'll try them out. Because uh, I mean, they look kind of like, like a weird sock sandal. Mm. So at, at worst, I walk <laughs> around home with it, you know, yeah. or sell them for 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 a good price. Stock X, no, but like uh, I was just like, "Oh, that that's interesting." Um, and then and then everything was twenty bucks. All his merchandise usually, typically, is like super expensive. I didn't buy anything else though. Uh, he had the vinyls and and like the vultures, which is his new album, and stuff like that. So so those were the ones that that uh, I missed the the Jesus one, which is the one like everyone was talking about. We're gonna that, talk yeah, about. and then we're gonna talk about. I didn't see that one, so it must have been because I didn't I didn't make it right on time for the game, mm-hmm. and I don't know where where at which point the ad came out. Yeah, but uh, that one I did miss. And I ended up finding out about it later on. I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, that's it. Oh, there was, was there a Robert Kennedy Jr. ad too? Yeah, I saw it in passing. Um, 
I, I didn't really like get the gist of it. Yeah, because I feel like people. But, but what's interesting about is I saw on Twitter. I didn't look into it because I was like we we were in pre production, so I was focused on like what we were gonna cover. But I saw on Twitter that he said, "I'm sorry to my family if my Super Bowl ad um hurt any of you." Yeah. So I I don't know what about the ad would have hurt. But apparently Ben Shapiro liked the ad, so I, I like I said I, I don't know much about it. I didn't I didn't I saw it in passing. I didn't really get the the context or the full scope of it, and and then I saw what what he said on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, like I'm trying to see what what he would have said. <laughs> Maybe something about Anne Frank or some shit. Offensive outrages. Anne Frank. What what would. He- he says, I apologize for my reference to Anne Frank, especially to families that suffered the Holocaust horrors. No, nah, but that there was another one that I he, he said to, like, it was like an apology to his family. Oh. Yeah, I wonder, maybe, maybe it was that. Because I think he was saying that people are suffering now more than Anne Frank did. Oh. S- somewhere along the, the line. Um, so, I mean... I I didn't see that ad. I just remember, like, uh, seeing it because I was checking Twitter to see like what what was what were people talking about when it came to to the Super Bowl, and uh, and I happened to see that in passing. I see. Um, but yeah, those were the ones I remembered. What about yourself? Uh, the two that stood out to me were uh, two movies. One, The Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Oh yes, and uh, and the Deadpool and Wolverine movie, and, and for different reasons. So one, like I'm a, a huge uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy fan. Like I loved, I loved all three of those movies. I've seen some Planet of the Apes movies before that trilogy. Like by far, that trilogy, in my opinion, is like the highlight of that franchise. But. There are other ones that I've seen prior to that. Like I saw the one with Mark Wahlberg that where Tim Burton directed that one. And then I saw some of the old, old ones like with Charleston Heston and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because I had been I had been watching some videos prior to this one that when the the teaser trailer dropped uh, some time ago. Some videos online where like they were basically break like doing like teaser trailer breakdown and uh, theorizing what this movie was like like certain elements of it, and so it, I find it fascinating the the story. I hope it's executed well, but basically the story of this particular uh, 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 installation of of the of the franchise, this story takes place. 300 years after the trilogy oh damn yeah so that's why like they're talking a lot more they're like a lot that apes are a lot more advanced yeah yeah so that's interesting because but there are people that were like kind of upset because they wanted like the main character to be caesar's son the one that survived cornelius but but it's not it's not this this is like these characters are are, are, are 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 like way in the future but what's interesting is that Caesar is looked at basically like a Christ-like figure. Damn. You know, so that that's kind of interesting. Like, 
that like from what these people have talked about in uh, in front from in the movie like basically he's looked at like like it's like these are the teachings of caesar type thing like yeah so that's kind of an interesting element so it uh the the director has said while caesar is not in the movie his dna is very much there like his spirit is very much present yeah very interesting way it, it, to me that would be like if i was going to tackle like a batman beyond movie yeah that's how i would tackle that like or like a teen titans movie i yeah. would tackle it like that like yes Batman's not here anymore, but like his spirit is like very much present throughout yeah. the, the the movie. So I, I find that interesting. It's funny how the main villain's name in this movie is Proximus Caesar. So it's like he's basically like a guy or an ape, <laughs> an ape that is like taking the teachings of Caesar but manipulating them for his own gain. Aww. Like we see in many religions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. World leaders do that. So that's kind of, to me, like the what I see with that is like there's an opportunity to kind of maybe even like talk about like things that are happening in our world. Yeah. You kind Ju- of juxtapose like, it. Like yeah. Have like, like it, the movie echo some of those things. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. And then the main character, his whole thing is like, well, there were a time there was a time that like humans and apes like lived in harmony and like I think we should strive for that and then I guess that's where the conflict comes in. But now what the interesting thing where 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 it comes in is that supposedly the lead human character in the movie there are people that are theorizing that she's from space. Oh, so where shit. which in in the past Planet of the Apes movie, that's where it is. That that's it's how it was. It's like like it's like like in, like they're from like another world, and yeah, like they yeah. they come here. So that could be like an interesting element. Overall, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, it's been pretty grounded. So I think that's you could do that story and and still have it grounded where it's not like so like out there and fantastical. Yeah. But if done right, I could see that being an interesting element because yeah. now you can like bring the element of like technology and like what apes do when they get a hold of certain technologies. So I'm interested. I'm interested. So so that was was interesting to me. And then before we get into the main segment, what was interesting to me was the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer because basically. The comic book movie world, the landscape of comic book movies, I think is basically writing on this movie. Yeah. If this doesn't work, I don't know what else they have. How was it? Because I, I didn't see that one. It ended up being like a pretty good trailer. Like, yeah. Not that surprising, considering that like from what I've read, Ryan Reynolds did put a lot of pressure on Disney to like essentially like not mess this up. Yeah. Like, Please, I've worked my whole life for this. Don't destroy this. Like, yeah, yeah, you've de- yeah. you know, basically you've destroyed everything. everything. <laughs> don't destroy this. Yeah. And from the, the commercial, I don't, there was nothing that stood out to me where I'm particularly like overly concerned as, as, yeah. a, as a fan, as a comic book fan. Like, there's nothing that I would be like, oh, damn, you know, I don't know about that versus, you know, how we've seen in other other trailers. Yeah. 
it'd be like, ah, oh, that shit ain't gonna work or that doesn't look good or whatever the case. I didn't really feel that with this. You don't, you never got a clear shot of Wolverine. So that was kind of interesting too, because we know it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And we know everybody has seen the online pictures. Everybody knows that he has like the classic yellow suit from the, the 90s, tele, the 90s cartoons. Badass. So like, we know all of that, but still we haven't gotten like a full clear glimpse of it. Yeah. So that, that, that's interesting. Now, What's interesting, even more interesting that I found about the trailer is that it, the trailer starts off, it's basically like, it looks like it's Wade Wade's uh, birthday. His people are around him. They have a cake. There's a knock on the door. And then those, the what's the, the TWA, like the, the that those time police people that basically there's... They're the ones that, like, when the whole multiverse thing came in, they're the yeah. ones that, like, basically police the multiverse. Yeah. So they're there, and, like, Wade comes outside of his door, and he's like, he's like, um, yeah, can I help you? And he sees who they are, and, like, they bring out, like, the, the, the batons with the electricity on it. And this was what struck me. He was like, what did he say? He's like, oh... Pegging is, pegging is nothing new to me. And he looks right at the camera. He's like, but it is for Disney. So like that, like, so I was like, oh, okay. Like that's ballsy. Like, yeah. I, I, I like that because our biggest thing was that, was that it's going to be too family friendly for Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like I'll give the credit where credit is due. Like that was something that I definitely did not see coming. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then you see, where he's like in the TWA headquarters and and like they're showing him which was also cool they're showing him all these clips of like Marvel when it was great so like from the like the Avengers Captain America the Hulk like none you don't see any clips from any of the new shit yeah it's like all the shit that's dead the good parts of it like they showed clips of that and he says and there's a part in in there where he's like I see he's like so I'm basically the Jesus Christ of Marvel. So, so like, so, so like, it's interesting Hell because no. to me, like what, what I got from it and, and in the drinker echoed this in, in a video he did covering that trailer, the critical drinker, if people want to check out that video, basically this could be an opportunity if not squandered where Disney Marvel could could be like, listen, we've made mistakes. We're sorry. Let us show you in good faith that like we're not like altering this. This would be this would be the same movie it would be if it was still with 20th Century Fox. Yeah. And also we're taking steps to correct what we've done. But so nothing in the trailer seemed like all the things that they've been doing in their past, like they're shitting on their fans. Yeah. Like we know better than you, holier than thou, woke, agenda-driven. You didn't see any of that. It seemed like what you would want from a Deadpool movie. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I'm not like overly optimistic or anything like that. But this could, I, I will say, and again, we've criticized Disney. We've criticized Marvel on this, on, on this show. And I'm sitting here saying that there could be potential for them to right some wrongs. Yeah. So that's good. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Um, now, the people who seem to keep getting shat on and shat on and shat on 
<laughs> and nobody is righting the wrongs seems to be the Christians in this nation. Yeah. And the main segment, uh, the main portion of, of this first segment is the commercial from the group He Gets Us in which it looks like, I don't know if it was like AI uh, uh, created or maybe it was just like animated or like drawn. Yeah. It, it definitely like wasn't real people. We yeah. know that. But it's basically a bunch of people washing the feet of other people in this commercial the pictures it was like a, it, it stills yeah. yeah stills images and uh and the commercial then ends where it says he didn't teach hate jesus washed feet all of that is referenced from the bible but now where the controversy comes in is that who was washing whose feet yeah in the commercial and if you look, everybody, well, not everybody, but many of the people whose feet were being washed, they were being washed by unlikely people. Yeah. So like you had a homosexual guy, his feet was, his feet was being washed by a priest. I mean, who am I to say he's homosexual? He looked homosexual. Like he had like yeah. really short shorts. Yeah. And like, like there was like elements of him that were, that seemed to be effeminate. Yeah. I'm assuming, I, full disclosure, this is an assumption, but the... the, the Not only the, did you assume his gender, but you also assumed the sexuality. I'm off of that. But I'm assuming that it was a homosexual. At least it looked like that yeah. way. I know that's fine. Let it rip. You could be like, I wonder today, how do you know what homosexuals look like? It's like, listen, man, if you see it, you'll think the same shit too. Yeah. So chill the fuck out. But anyway, but it was a priest washing his feet. You had the the a cop washing the feet of of a black dude, which to me was is kind of messed up because it's like the commercial is alluding to black people being criminals. Yeah. Because it could have been like a cop washing the feet of somebody that was like in a jail jumpsuit. Then yeah. you know he's a criminal. But it was just like a black dude in the street, which I mean, if I saw that guy, I wouldn't think he's a criminal, but yeah. apparently this organization does. So who am I to tell them? <laughs> but but uh but he's a hardened criminal. So 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 it was stuff like that, or like a lady washing the feet of another lady outside of a, of a, an abortion clinic. Yeah. So on and so forth. Now I think there was to, also like a Western type dude washing the feet of a native yeah. man. So so now to to a normal person, maybe like there's nothing wrong with this. The problem is once you start to get into like in depth about this type of stuff, what's been going on with the trad cons, what's been going on with Christianity overall, you start to get into this realm of how seriously they're not being taken, the Christians in this nation. Yeah. Because I'll tell you one thing, there will never be, there would never be a commercial of the Prophet Muhammad washing the feet of a lady oh. outside of an abortion clinic. Yeah. There would never be anything like that. Or let me rephrase, there would never be a commercial like this one and and people saying that the prophet muhammad like rocks with it like like basically cuz that's that's what this commercial suggested that like jesus would co-sign everything that like was presented yeah. here in this commercial so that's number 1 jesus wouldn't hate them but jesus would definitely not approve 
Right. And, and, and whether, whether he, Jesus would or wouldn't, I don't know. The, I, I, I don't know the man. I never, yeah. I never met him. But what <laughs> I, what, what I will say, what I will say is that more and more of the respect, the character and the meritocracy of Christianity is being diminished. Like yeah. there's not like, because that to me, that commercial could have easily have displayed, like for instance, what about like that baker that didn't want to bake the, the cake for gay weddings yeah. and like basically all these gay people like lambasted him. Well, you could have shown somebody watching, you could have shown the gay person washing his feet because that could have been like, oh, well, this gay person is turning the other cheek and re- forgiving this person. Yeah. You could have shown that. It you seemed could- a lot more like um, anyone that would be on the liberal side exactly. of, of, of politics. Or is culture. The, yeah, yeah, is the one getting their feet washed. And it's like, well, this just seems like, a gen- like an agenda, really. Yeah. Instead of like you really... Because because you brought up a very good point, we never saw the other way around. Yeah, there like, was never. You would like, never have seen a native uh, washing the feet of a cowboy. Oh right. hell no! Or or, the, or like the juxtaposition, or not even that. It could have just been any sort of juxtaposition. Like it could have been like a Black Lives Matter washing the feet of a cop. Yeah, a Black Lives Matter protester washing the feet of a cop. Why? And then you could have had an image of like all the people saying like awful things to the cop, like in the background. And then like, oh, well, this guy is like, oh, I understand. Like, basically, I feel like you've wronged my people, but like, I still, I forget. I'm showing you grace type of thing. So it easily could have been the other way, but it was all one sided. And that's the point that I'm making is that this, these blows that the Christians have been have been being dealt it's like a continuous onslaught it's not it's not like these these are one-offs it's it's in this and then tying into the the round tape the red table the red pill round table uh with like rollo tomasi saint and sinner uh uh fresh and fit uh aaron clary one of the most insightful and profound things that that um, the Marquise guy said from you know the saint in the center, he's like, Christianity isn't Christianity anymore. You have trans flags outside of churches. Yeah. You have women and gay pastors. Like you have all of this stuff, which I'm not here to say like is right or wrong or anything. What I am here to say is that it doesn't follow Christian doctrine. No. That's no. what I am here to say, but yet some way, somehow it's continuously allowed. And I'm not here to say that that's right or wrong, but then when you see the fabric of what is Christian or supposedly supposed to be Christian or the respect level diminish, well, you, you wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. When, and also you, you're, you're really like going back to the ad, you're really trying to appeal to maybe people that don't care for you. Yeah. don't care to follow you and you're trying to reel them in you're like oh ent- come to Christianity we will forgive you maybe they don't want forgiveness maybe they don't believe in any of this maybe they don't subscribe to any of this and so I mean if you're not invited to the party then don't really be there's no need for you to like beg to be in the party you get me yeah. 
like you have to believe in what you believe in yeah from your standpoint and either people will join you or people won't yeah instead of you kind of having this forced forced approach and and, and uh that's what's happening now and and in the and then the round table where all the red pillars were that's what they were talking about when it came to marriage it's like all these guys are trying to like uh appease society yeah to to get married when it might not be the best option for you and and it's like well let's see this for what it is um where is the current state of 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 marriage where is the current state of of a lot of these younger women like Instagram and the posts that are being posted by the women, yeah. only fans. Like, do you think they care about Jesus? Yeah, they don't. They don't care about yeah, that, and I they don't agree. care about anything that you worked for. Once you marry them, if it doesn't work, they're taking half. Yeah. So it's like all these things that we think. Oh well, I'm doing right by this person. I'm doing right by this institute. I'm I'm doing right by all these people. Well, are you doing right for like? You, whether it be a man in society, whether it be a woman in society, whether it be a religion, to survive, you have to be real. Yeah. And 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 to me, when you start brown nosing, then that's when 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 you kind of lose all, like you said, you lose all credibility because at that point you look desperate. Yeah. It don't look real because you're trying to fit in, and and like I respect. A motherfucker when he's just his real self. Even if I don't fuck with you, maybe I might be like, ah, you're not not my cup of tea. But he's real. Yeah. You know, like the music, real. The movies, real. For them, not really my cup, but at least you're living your truth and you're not really trying to kiss ass. And so you see that a lot. And we've talked about even in film, like uh we've mentioned Quentin Tarantino and a lot of his protagonists. It, really in line with what would be the uh oh wow a black protagonist or, or, or a girl a girl badass right it wasn't forced yeah that was real it never felt agenda no it was never so like because it was so real and it came from a real place like that's just it, classics yeah Django Unchained classic fucking uh Inglorious Bastards classic Kill Bill volume one and two classics like he didn't. He wasn't trying to appease. Yeah. It was just came out of him. And, and it's interesting because, and and it's funny because in pre-production we we were just uh, we we weren't going to talk about it, but in pre-production we mentioned the the new uh, Kanye and um, Ty Dolla Sign Vultures One album that dropped, and we were talking about how both of our favorite songs is back to me, yeah. and it's and it's interesting because in that song, and it's funny because. We've actually had a little conversation about that song before when the the rough version was out. Yeah. About the line, uh, uh, beautiful big titty, but naked women just don't fall out the sky. Like yeah. that shit. <laughs> but, and, and what's interesting, so by what people are probably like, what does this have to do with that conversation? <laughs> it very much does. You'll see how they, they, they don't fall out the sky. That's, right, that's it. <laughs> God didn't make it that way. No. <laughs> but, but um, no, it ties in because... What's badass about that song is it's about 
in like the inter personal dynamics of men and women, which like we're <coughs> gonna cover in in the segment, the the roundtable red pill segment. But there's an element of it that comes from a movie that's about religion, dogma. dogma. Yep. And because uh, there's the that line. So he, the 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 it starts where it's like the where Jason Mew's character uh, of the uh, from uh, Jay in uh, of the the duo Jay and Silent Bob they're in Dogma and, and he the song starts with a clip from the movie saying guys like us just don't fall out the sky you know he's like yeah. I fell in love with you we fell in love with you guys like us just don't fall out the sky you know and then. In the movie, Chris Rock's character falls out of the sky. He's he's the 13th apostle in the movie. He falls out of the sky. And then when when Jay's character sees that, he's like, oh shit, I guess guys do fall out the sky. He's like, beautiful butt naked, beautiful big titty butt naked women just don't fall out the sky. Hoping, <laughs> hoping that, that, like, it that, would happen. It, that it would happen. <laughs> so now, so which is like a super, super funny. And, and that movie, like... That's a great ass movie. I, I could see why that that was one definitely one of the movies why people said like 1999 was the best year in film for a lot of people because that movie is is great. I remember like the the long ass because I remember the first time I saw that movie I watched it with Big Baby. Yeah, and I remember we just had I felt like we had like a three hour conversation talking about all the intricacies of that movie like the yeah. spirituality and everything like and then just the funny moments like. <laughs> Like uh, like uh, when uh, uh, the the girl meets uh, um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's character on the train, which are basically they're both like archangel. They were archangels of God, and they were there talking to Jay and Silent Bob. And so like she comes up and they introduce themselves, and then Matt Damon's character says. So Jay tells us you're gonna sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was just so out of like left field. It was hilarious. But anyway, so seriously too. Yeah, like like it was just like oh they were talking about this for a minute. Like yeah, but but no, but but what what's interesting to kind of tying in tying in the the subject, the main point of the movie, like the main plot point, was basically. The church created a loophole in God's decree where it made it where basically like these angels, if they, these archangels, if they exploit it, like it, they'll like basically like destroy all of existence. Yeah. Because what the church was doing is basically trying to commercialize itself to be appealing to more people. Yeah. Because the, the cardinal, which was played by George Carlin, which was funny in and of itself because George <laughs> Carlin famously was an atheist, but but basically pointing out the hypocrisy of a lot of churches where like it becomes now about like filling the pews and like and like who we could get in and the yeah. commercialization of it versus do you believe what you believe? Because in all honesty, this should be the most principled institution. Yeah. It shouldn't care anything about like money or anything Being like that cool. like it should have like the the the, the most rigid guidelines yeah. and we see it doesn't and it, especially with commercials like this so for people that were wondering what the hell that song i how i tied it in and you know what's crazy that was the tie-in yeah <laughs> that, that it's wild and it's crazy because here we are talking about a kanye song 
Kanye lost billions. Right. I'm just saying, like, listen, my free speech, whether you like it or not, is my free speech. Right. And also, you guys killed my Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, 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 and what happened? The dealer said, nope. And, and, and like... What was wild was Kanye didn't even lose sleep. Or like you could just tell he was chill. Like yeah. he's like, I don't care. <laughs> Never cared. And then he comes out with this album and the shit that he's saying, he's like, Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. I'm an anti Semite. Look at me. Best album. And so it, it, it is nuts because it's like, How much do you believe? How much do you really believe? Yeah. Because if you believed, you wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And I'm talking to the Christians. I'm talking to the yeah. people that, that are running this organization. And, 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 you know, thinking thinking of dogma, there's a scene because the, the main character, she works at an abortion clinic. So, obviously, like, what they're trying to to put on display is, like, the the, the conflict of, like, she's, she's a Catholic. Yeah, she was raised Catholic. But she works at an abortion clinic and like the person she works with is a Jew and like like the, the Jewish lady was like, oh, well, uh, they, they have a conversation basically saying like the people protesting the abortion clinic would have more gripes with the Catholic working at the abortion clinic than the Jew because they don't really expect much from the Jew, not yeah. to mention like they already look at them a certain way because of like what they did to Christ and, and everything like that. Yeah. And it is it is interesting, like how that movie was made in '99, and a lot of those conversations are like still like relevant today. Yeah, yeah. And we don't really like talk a lot about religion on on this show because it's it's not that type of show. But you start breaking things down, and then you start to break down how the individual looks at it. And you really got to give Kevin Smith a lot of credit because if, if you do research on that movie, he comes from a very like Catholic background. Yeah. And, and by no means in the movie is he jettisoning his, his, his background or his religion or anything like that. But he's basically like looking at it from like a real world perspective and he's yeah. willing to like give criticism to the things that like he seems to feel are taking it off track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we're seeing now is that Christians aren't willing to do that. No. Like they'll like they'll get up get upset about a commercial like this, but that'll be the extent of it. They'll yeah. keep keep it going. Where were we? We were recently in Phoenix and what did we see? We saw a church that had a trans flag yeah, on it. Yeah. And that's I mean, Phoenix itself is is a is. Oh, and we saw the we saw the, what was it a. Uh, was a government building, was it the alderman? No, yeah, that was the alderman. That was, that was the, uh, the, um, the, the the Arizona state's attorney. State's attorney, yeah, yeah. What did it have? It didn't have an American flag. It had a Jewish flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to me, like that was like. That, that, that's... that would be a powerful ass alderman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was the state's attorney. And then kind of delving down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, what did we say? We we're like, well, the state's attorney who has a lot of power in regulating elections in the midterms, Kerry Lake and Big Blake Masters, 
no help was given to them in terms of the regulation of that election, but they were also both staunch America first candidates. Yeah. Well, would in a state's attorney's office that has the 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 flag of Israel there, how much do you think they would like of America first candidate, yeah, yeah. especially in the realm of a conflict? You know, in the Middle East. So all of that, like, you start to piece all of that stuff together. Uh, before we move on to the next segment, one thing I wanted to point out about Dogma. Oh, quick note. You can't buy it. Buy what? You can't. It's not It's not in production. Dogma? Yeah. You have to buy it from, like, uh, eBay or Amazon, like, someone that owns it. Like a phys- physical copy. Yeah, and it's like a like a big-ass surcharge. Like you got to pay 100 bucks for Dogma. Yeah, because supposedly uh, Har- Weinstein. Uh, Harvey Weinstein owns it. Like, yeah. And, 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 like... They never sold the rights, yeah, but it's kind of, so, like, just shelved right now. Yeah. But there is, there is, if anybody wants to watch the movie because we're talking about it, as of right, as we record this, I mean, this shit could change as I say this, but you could watch the whole thing on YouTube right now. Oh, wow. It's on there. It's on there. Because I, I, I recently rewatched it, uh, so I know it's on there, but that shit, that shit could change tomorrow. Yeah, you know, true. But, but, um, but uh, no, but talking about it, for anybody that like hears us ever talk about when we did sketch comedy, to me, Dogma is one of the few movies that represents like the way we wrote because we would take serious subjects and we wouldn't we wouldn't disrespect the subject but how we would go about it would be like in very irreverent manners yeah so like for instance for instance jane silent bob are prophets in that movie we definitely would have, if we were to like write such a movie or like do something, we definitely would have made profits like that. Yes, like yeah. maybe maybe a little bit more hood, maybe different, but our profits would have been been something in that realm in that where realm, they're yeah. not going to be like clean cut and like nope. they're 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 going to be real dudes. Yeah. They're going to be real yeah. dudes that speak real stuff. That's how we. That's how we would. We definitely probably would have made the muse serendipity, which is Selma Hayek's character, yeah. a fine ass woman. Like we definitely would have done something like yeah. that. We definitely would have made the thirteenth apostle say <laughs> funny, Carl. say say funny shit. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like like oh like when they said you know Jesus and and <coughs> and, and uh, he's like yeah, motherfucker owes me twelve bucks. Like yeah. <laughs> we definitely would have. You know what I'm saying? Like we. So it's not disrespecting Jesus or or or, or Christianity, but the the methodology to tell the story would have been taken very those sort of irreverent routes it's yes. just like oh damn you guys are kind of ballsy to say stuff yeah. like this but you know it's and and like i said i recently rewatched the movie and it's it's still as hilarious yeah. as it was when i first watched it like when the 13th apostle falls out of the sky and like he has this scribe and like but it's rolled up yeah and then and and it's so hilarious because he's like unrolling it and then jay says no wonder he saw jesus homie he's rocking the ganj like <laughs> it's like osmore can think that this dude is high yeah and but but yeah so 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 stuff like that um where it was like well if, if you think about it we did we what did we we had a unreleased prank where we had people pray yes. to the church of satan yeah none of us are satanists by any stretch of the word it was just 
the methodology of like what could we convince people to do yes. if they believe we're missionaries of a particular doctrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then we had remember we had those vines of black Jesus in the yes. like, he's like in the hood. So we what I I guess what strikes me about the movie is that we have explored that territory before. Yeah, yeah. We had we had fun and we had like creative things. I remember um we had a pandemic sketch, but the pandemic was telling the truth. Yeah. Like just the things that you would come up with yeah. in that sketch. Like the angles, the the news reports. Yeah. It'd be like we so, always so had like it a way would of tackle real subjects. Yeah. But it it would and it kind of always had a message, but the route would be like an unorthodox route. So yeah, I just felt that that was worth mentioning. So tra- uh, transferring on over to the Red Pill Roundtable from Access Vegas, Rolo Tomasi, uh, what's that guy's name? Michael something. He's he's the other co-host of, of Access Vegas. My favorite economist, Aaron Clary, Fresh and Fit, the guy Marquise from Saint and Sinner. There was an MMA fighter. Like just very interesting dudes all talking about interpersonal relationships and the dynamics of men and women today different walks of life different walks of life different backgrounds uh, different professions very interesting how uh early on in the discussion steven crowder was brought up as an example of yes a guy who is successful who's fit who basically has everything going for him that like just on a physical level like would be what women want but then you factor in the success and still ended up getting divorced yeah um i i and, thought that was i thought that was interesting and then they brought up like that's another example of well this guy like he was a virgin his wife was a virgin they yeah. met and like that still didn't make things work out yeah. also they talked about how unrealistic a lot of these trad cons are when it comes to marriage and when it comes to how they approach marriage and their beliefs in marriage and everything like that. And it's it's sort of no wonder why these things keep happening because you these motherfuckers, they want every guy in the world to follow the guidelines of Christianity. But as we just covered in the last segment, Christianity doesn't even follow the guidelines of Christianity yeah. anymore. So what really like... What really are they on? You know. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're like, is this your king? <laughs> like, okay, cool. You don't even believe in what you believe in. They don't even believe in what they believe in, and we're over here following the blind. No, like, that's one thing I like about the red pill community is they bring the reality, which yeah. is missing. Like well, that—that's the red pill, like yeah. blue versus red pill from the Matrix. Yeah. Like, do you want to see the world for what it is, or do you want to go back to to basically like living the illusion? Yeah, and it's a bitch like like anything that's red pilled. Like you'd have to you'd have to be like at certain times, certain people would have to come to grips with the fact that like it isn't what they thought it would be. And so I understand that, but once you get to that point, then you get to the point of well. Where do I go from now? Yeah. Or from here. Um, and a lot of people make the same mistakes. It's like they don't care. Or they think that they're too good. 
Like, oh, I, it'll be fine for me. Steven Crowder would be a situation where, oh, it won't happen to me. And it's like, no, it, it, it did. And that's because you're not seeing the writing on the wall. You're not seeing society where it's going. You're not seeing, like, think for a second, like, the fact that the whole abortion and Roe v. Wade situation has been such a crazy shift in, in, in voting. Yeah. Ever since that's happened. What's Particularly that in red states. Yeah. Yeah. In red states. In, in super red states, it's a thing. And so it tells you. You either want to know the truth of where we're at, yeah, or which is fine. I'm not saying like I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, the truth. I can't handle the truth." Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying I could handle the truth. I understand the truth, so I'm going to live my life guarding myself because certain other groups of people are telling me, "No, no, no don't look at that. Don't look at that. It's not the truth. It's not right. the truth. They could be saved." Who was it that said Charlie Kirk? They're victims. <laughs> I could I could sit there and be like, yeah, you know what, Charlie Kirk, you're right. They are victims. Or I could sit there and say you're really just mental gymnasticking this shit. Yeah, cope. <laughs> yeah, copium. You're high off of it. Do you need help? And it's like to me that that's what's refreshing about about the uh, regardless of whatever they say. Or whatever points they make that I might not agree with, that's beyond. That's beside the point. What I'm saying is like they're looking at it from the perspective of like this is the truth. Um, Fresh, no, no, no. Fit said, even you're starting to see the rumblings in in uh like the Muslim world. Yeah, where like even that is not really like. Yeah. So so yeah, think about something. Muslims are very conservative people, not politically, like I'm saying culturally, very conservative people. So for a man that's been in a household where like he grew up Muslim in a Muslim household and is saying that even Muslims are starting to having to struggle with this, what does that tell you? Yeah. Because like... Which doesn't it seem like he's been... Because I've had my criticisms of Fresh and Fit in the past, big time, big criticisms... But it does seem like as of late, he's sort of on a fit, particularly. He's like playing on a higher level. He seems more insightful lately. I, I don't know. Do, 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 I, do you- I do feel the same way. I think it's uh, the make or break situations that he's been in lately. The, yeah. With, yeah. Because a, a lot of like the demotization, like I think that fresh and fit, particularly as a, as a podcast, they've gone through a lot of like hurdles yeah. in the last year or two. And so sometimes when stuff like that happens, you either, you're like, all right, well it's over with, or you start looking at the philosophy of things. And I, and I do think that he's been a lot He's been more in depth with the stuff because, like, for example, a guy that that feels like what he's saying or or starts uh, overthinking the, his points or, or his or his views, he wouldn't have said, "Oh, like the Daily Wire, they've been on my ass about the fifty women thing," but like he had a defense for it, yeah, and he started exp- he started getting into depth with it. That means like, no, you're philosophically breaking down why it is that you said this 
You're not saying, oh, wow, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe David Wilder's right. right. Maybe that's why we got, like, that's like somebody that's kind of moving back. You're regressing. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, if you if you said something that was fucking completely utterly stupid and, and you think that you did, well, yeah, you should correct that. Yeah, own up to it. Yeah, yeah, own up to it. But, like, I never thought what he said about sleeping with 50 women was a bad thing. No, like, I, and I never took it literally. Yeah, yeah. I never took it like, oh, damn, you, <laughs> You got to sleep with 50 women? These guys got to sleep with 50 women to get married. No, I looked at it like know the realm of women, like have an understanding of it and understand that like we're not playing, the game is not played the way that it used to be played. Yeah. So if this is a route that you want to go down, you want to know this pretty well because it could be like a, in some cases, a life or death situation. Because yeah, there's a lot of statistics out there that show how much after a divorce men delete themselves. Yeah. So in some cases, it literally could be a life or death situation. So why not like know as much as you should know about it versus following the advice that the trad cons would lead you to of just basically haphazardly having children not being financially ready for them which is probably the worst advice you could ever give a man but yet like they they've doled it out we've heard benny johnson and charlie kirk and ben shapiro all th- i've heard all three of them them say something in that realm of yeah. basically have kids don't worry about the money the worst shit like these are conservatives and they make a lot of good points and a lot of other and a lot of other realms but that shit is almost as worse as anything i've heard anybody on the left ever say in in regards to advice yeah to have as many kids and and as you as you can have without worrying about the money the worst shit you can tell a yeah. man like yeah. uh, like an impressionable person that's following you God, like you have just led them completely astray. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what they say. That they've said this, yeah. and, and so yeah, th- that's that's the point. Is, is like, well, if I were, if I if if I were, like a guidance counselor, and somebody told me you have to tell the boys that that you're the counselor over. To follow one of these two examples, a hundred percent, I'm pointing to fit over that shit. Yeah, a hundred percent. Whether like I agree with everything he says or not, that's not the point. It's just as a guidance counselor, my job is to give you advice to leave lead the best life possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that I know can destroy your life is having a bunch of kids without being financially ready for them. That yes. can destroy you. I know that for sure. Yeah, I yeah. know that for sure. So. Keep that in. Now, granted, the other side could destroy your life. Like, yeah, if you if you're sleeping with fifty women and you're not sleep, it's not protected, and yeah. you're having kids with all fifty. Well, yeah, but that that's just as dumb. But fresh, it, I mean, fit is not saying it like that. What well, he's saying it in the capacity of learn women, experience know what the them. world yeah. is, experience it. If you do plan on going down this route, which, I mean. For the Daily Wire, for as much bad advice as some of their guys have doled out in in the regards to that subject, they have a lot of nerve being critical of him for saying that when they've given out some like very bad advice. Yeah. Now, do you think that that uh, over the years, because now the red pill is is mainstream? Yeah. It, it's it's or or it's 
And if it's not, it's on the cusp of it. Yeah. Very much. But I would I would say that it it's in the infancy of being mainstream. And I think what has definitely catapulted it to that place is two particular things that 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 are striking. One the statistic last year that came out that <coughs> excuse me the the statistic last year that came out that showed that we're living in a time where the most 40-year-old men have have never been married yeah so that's what i, I was in so, that's so, what i, so I was that, into yeah and then the copium that you see flowing <clears throat> in regards to the abortion issue because it's become the abortion issue has become such a um a, a mainline topic lately and like the the cope that you see the the trads like they just can't like they can't like follow it like they can't yeah. comprehend it like oh oh the messaging is wrong we're it's not the messaging it's none of that it's the realization it's just what it is they're not having the red pill rage because see the red pill rage would be like damn that's what these women are that's what these women want i'm upset about it because it basically goes against everything that i've been striving for in my life but i accept it yeah but they're they've yet to accept it like they're yeah. they all we've seen with is a bunch of excuses on an issue that can potentially swing the election. So anytime an issue has the capacity to swing the election, I would say that's mainstream, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that the red pill community is has had a huge <clears throat> effect on young men? Yeah, I mean... So, if you look at Andrew Tate... I mean, I know he distanced himself now from the red pill, and I think maybe that could be like a survival move. I, I don't really like know like why that is, but he's definitely has he's distanced himself from it. Like the terminology and 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 even saying the phrase or whatever, and he might have his reasons for that, or whatever. But make no mistake about it that when he first like splashed onto the scene. He was all about that shit. Yeah. He was all about that. And like basically at the height, at his peak, before like being deplatformed and everything, yeah. he was all about that. And like he had all these people following him and like retweeting the things he said about women or whatever. So that also uh, uh, was a big red pill for young people because if you look at like who the followers are, it was like young men, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot you see that a lot on, um, you know, the shit that people, that kids use or that younger men use, younger generation really, um, <clears throat> you see it a lot on on like the shorts, on TikTok videos, world star comments. You know, like th th these are like cultural social medias yeah. right um like at the moment they're at their peak and, and you see that like kind of shine through and crack through so 
I wonder uh, where where that'll take it. Will the divorce rates keep, or not the divorce rates? Will the marriage rates keep declining? I think so. I think I think uh, moving forward, it's like yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, like because uh, it's getting to the point now. It's a trend now. It's getting to the point now where women don't even want to get married. Like it, yeah. it's like not just men; it's also women and yeah. like. What they talked about, well, another thing that was interesting that they talked about on the Red Pill Roundtable. Women don't care about being whores. That, but also, but also even if like women are not on that, because not all women are like that. Yeah. But what I will say is that we are more and more increasingly, excuse me, in a world where women just, they don't need men. Yeah. They just don't. And so now... The factors or the elements, rather, that you look for when you are looking to get married, they're vastly different than what they were, you know, decades ago in, in regards to like, oh, safety, security, whatever the case. That's not really a thing. So, yeah, definitely uh, on, on both sides. And then you see the, 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 the flip side of it is like we're living more and more increasingly in a world where because men are not seeing that in the whole like marriage and family aspect as a viable um as a viable possibility in the future yeah increasingly they're increasingly like their effort and their output is becoming like lower and lower because it's like well I'm okay because if you think about most men most men even you even see this like in those memes where it'll be like uh, uh, a man without a girlfriend or like a single man's lair and it's like literally just like a seat and a chair and like a video game system yeah like yeah. men ba we're basically like pretty simple like things, yeah like we don't need like a whole lot to like entertain us or 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 keep us content or whatever so imagine what is a man and i'm not talking about hybrids i'm not talking about guys at the risk of tooting our own horn, but I'm not talking about guys that are like, oh, well, like I'm okay without getting married and have kids. I'm still going to strive. From what I've gathered, most men are not like that. Most men are like, well, I'm going to strive for a family or for kids or for, a, and then I'm going to work because I want to give them everything. But like, you don't get a lot of guys, and Sandman has talked about this before. You don't get a lot of guys that, are basically like okay with like not having that or that not being a possibility, but it, still strive so hard. Isn't like, that a bad thing though? That that men aren't trying to strive for 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 something. I I think it is, yeah. but also I I think there's also like a degree of like biological hardwiring. I think I think yeah, we are true. biologically hardwired to be like hunter gatherers. Yeah. The only thing is, is that I think maybe there's part of like the, the human uh, psyche that hasn't evolved past the point of like, well, yeah, your nature is to be a hunter gatherer. So be a hunter gatherer. But the, the reason you're hunting and gathering is now for something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas whereas like a lot of guys, they're not like that. They're like, oh, well. Because it's a lot of solipsism, too. It's like, well, me and my family and, like, if I'm not going to have my little unit, whereas 
there's guys that think was like, well, yeah, maybe like I won't have a family, but like what I'm doing, is it contributing to the greater world? Am I leaving this world a better place than I arrived? Am I putting my dent in the universe? There's all of those elements. But but see, like thinking about like, and I, and I see what you're saying, but like thinking of like, oh, my little unit, my little family. Yeah, but like if it comes at the cost of, of you not being a higher version of yourself, is it worth it? Well, is but no, really? but, but, like, but the, is the point we're is, is that I think for the most of history, what's made men a higher version of themselves is that. But now what happens when that is not as much of a viable possibility as it once was? So like now, imagine, imagine, imagine you're a guy that's lived a total different life than what you've lived because it's kind of hard to imagine it when you've lived a life like we've like we've lived like again at the risk of tuning our own horns but I'm, I'm just being honest and i'm being honest for the sake of making this point as as clear and as concise as possible what do we say some weeks ago on the podcast we're not guys that have been sent their own way like both of us have had opportunities that if we wanted to get married, we we could have. It was our choice not to. Yeah. Both of us have had opportunities to have kids. It was our choice not to. So that's very different than a lot of guys who want those things. They've never been offered. The, they've never been given the opportunity for those things. So mm-hmm. now imagine you're your age, and throughout the course of getting to your 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 age you haven't had the success that you had maybe because you grew up in a single mother household so maybe dad wasn't around or not around as much so you didn't have the teachings of a dad maybe you didn't have the friends that you had to like reinforce like that man shit yeah maybe you didn't rap in your 20s so you never had like grew like that swag and that bravado all of that stuff Maybe you're a little bit overweight. Maybe you're a little shorter than what you are. And maybe women don't respond to you like the way that they respond to you. We're talking about a very different person. We're talking about a person like this, basically like not you. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do? So maybe most of the time you spent like kind of interacting with people is online on the video game. Yeah. And like, what are you really like worrying about staying in shape for? Like women are not interested in you. And then it's like, well, I enjoy playing video games. You start to paint a picture for a lot of guys of like a very different person. So now what we're talking about is that there was a time for that guy that was like maybe a little less attractive, a little shorter uh, uh, maybe not masculine because that wasn't around. Maybe didn't have like the badass friend group. Maybe didn't have, you know, the bravado from rapping and the swag and all of that. There were still options on the table for that guy. There was a point where even with yeah. all of that, there were still some options. Not the best options. No. He no. definitely wasn't like gonna get like a Victoria's Secret model. But there were still options. But now we live in a world where for that guy, <laughs> there's dead. not any options yeah. or very few. And we're talking like bottom feeding, like that grease under the under the stove. Yeah. So that, tasty. Like, <laughs> so tasty, so nasty. <laughs> like we're talking about like those are his options. Yeah. 
that's the world we live in now. That's yeah. the world we yeah. live in now. So now, like, well, what do you? What is he striving for? Because before, how many times have we heard? In fact, in fact, in the movie Vice, in the movie Vice, what did they show Dick Cheney as? They showed him like basically before his wife, he was like a drunk, like wayward dude. Yeah. And then the wife came and like basically he was like, oh, and then would he become vice president and all that? But basically. What he was, he got himself in line for his wife and daughters, basically. Yeah, you know what? And that's... And, and you've seen that that movie play out with many men. It's yeah. like, man, I was like this, but then my wife came into my life and my kids and, like, I became this. Yeah, but, but like, even then, it's like... I, I see what you're saying. But, like, we also have seen media. We've seen movies. We, like, the characters, like, the male characters... Very little of it was all oh, the women, the women, the women. It was like, well, what was it? Like, for example, I remember being 13, 12 or 13. No, I mean, I, 14, 14 or 15 when I first watched The Godfather and like Michael Corleone's character. I was like, damn, this motherfucker. Like, yeah, I've never seen a character like him. I'm so like, and I, I felt like, I felt like, uh, a connection with that character. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, like just the way you talk, like it was never, Oh, this guy is a powerful dude with the women. Like, no, yeah. He was the character that he, at, at the, he would basically to be him and like to be who he really was basically like get to the point of self-actualization. He was willing to risk his family. Yeah. Like you seen that you see that in multiple times throughout the movies, but but two two times two times in particular you see that 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 I can remember off the bat is at the end of the second movie when when they show the the flashback scene when he basically like tells his brothers that he joined the military after Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That was like a perfect scene of self-actualization because it's like, well, I don't care about like your culture. I don't care about the family's culture. I don't care about the mob. What was done to our nation is wrong. Yeah. And like, I have to do something. And yeah. like, what did they do? The brothers, like they shot on him. Yeah. Even Tom was like, but like, dude, like, why would you do that? Like, basically, everything is set up for, he didn't like go as hard as Sonny, yeah. but basically th their whole thing was like, like you're not supposed to do this. Yeah. And he was basically like, well, I don't care. Like I'm self-actualizing. He didn't say those words, Yeah. but this is what I'm doing. And then what do you see in the end? They go greet the dad and you hear them celebrating. And he stands at the table by himself. But most men are not, hell no. Nah. Like they're yeah. not going to do that. Like that's like, like superhero level stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, the characters you're talking about in, in media... Or even, like, Citizen Kane. Like, you know, you look at a story of, like, Citizen Kane, you're like, man, this is sad. But, right, but you're talking about guys that, like, are written and created that transcend. Like, that's that's yeah. why, like, the commies, the socialists, the agenda-driven people, they want to dismantle all those characters because they don't want men to, like, to transcend. Like, they don't want men to be like, damn, like... What it would be to transcend like the 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 what is you know yeah. so 
I get what you're saying, and I've always gravitated to the, towards those characters. But I think there's many men that come to the crossroad where it's just like, damn, like, do I want to be more like this character, or I'm gonna be here and like fucking watch the game every Sunday and drink beer and like I'm gonna be like yeah. what what the church tells me to be or what society tells me to be, and like even though I see it's not working and the shit is crumbling all around, but like. That is yeah. like a way scarier, lonelier road, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's where we got where we're at, and and um, and and that's why I think there's been so much, many so many reports of like less and less male output now in yeah. the, in the face of marriages going down, people not having as many kids. It's like men. There's many men out there that's like, well. Well, why? Why? Why should I? Why not just do what I want to do and not really try and you know be be where I'm at and that's it. Cool. So, segueing into the last and very short uh, topic, uh, we weren't gonna cover this, but briefly, we we were talking a little bit about Trump's potential vice president picks. Um. I don't know when he's going to announce. It's getting things are getting interesting because you saw how bad Haley did in Nevada. Did you yeah. see that? Like a why, why hasn't she dropped out? That's my question. What the fuck are you doing? It's getting weird because you did abysmal in Nevada. So there was one there, there was so in Nevada's weird state cuz it has a primary and it has a caucus. Yeah. So she was in one and not the other. Trump was in the primary, which you no, actually no. get delegates for. No, I think it was vice versa. The caucus is what matters. I think she was in the primary, but she wasn't facing nobody, and she still didn't even win. She still didn't win. Yeah. Oh, well, it's so yeah, weird. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's something like that. I what so I confused. do know is, is that it's a caucus and a primary. Yeah. She was in one, and Trump was in the other. Trump was in the one that you actually get delegates yeah. for. She was in the one that didn't matter. And even in that one, that Trump was not there, which she sh- clearly should have became, be, been the winner of that. Yeah. She still lost to some fucking. To, to like, it was basically like any other person. Like, yeah. that was like the, the, what, what people voted for. Yeah. And it was like 60% or like 68% to like 30 some, 32%. Yeah. She did awful. She's doing great. And lost to a ghost, like, a, like a, 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 yeah. an apparition, like nothing. She lost to that, and then obviously in Trumps he won and 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 so on and so forth. Bitch, so it is Patrick so Swayze beat your ass. Yeah, <laughs> so it's getting to the point where it's just like, well, it's not looking good for your campaign because that was like a really bad showing. Number one, yeah, and number two, now we're in the realm of getting close to to South Carolina, her home state. Which basically could destroy any future career that she's hoping to have if she loses that. I don't know. Does she drop out right before? Like gain as much money as you can from yeah. the donors right before? Because like if that goes through and Trump does as good as everybody's expecting him to do, I don't know what future career you have. Or now at this point, are you just holding on hoping that something really bad happens to Trump where he can't run? Yeah. I don't know. But with all of that being said, I imagine we're not too far off him picking 
his vice president or uh, uh, he said that he's picked his vice president already yeah. so i don't think we're too far off from him announcing his vice president and you said that you think it's going to be tim scott yeah I, I, something tells me cuz i feel like i'm going to be disappointed by his pick i i i would be disappointed if tim scott won or or a one out for VP. I mean, anything other than Tucker and Ramaswamy is going to be disappointing. Yeah, like, it has to be. If, if you're not going to be disappointed, it has to be one of those two. Yeah, like yeah, and, I, me wishful thinking. And I saw a video of him in uh, Mar-a-Lago, uh, chilling with Ramaswamy. It was like him and uh, um, him and his wife, and then uh, Ramaswamy and his wife. It's like, what are we doing here? Like this yeah. looks kind of like. It's kind of looks like presidential and vice presidential. I'm so, digging it. Yeah, but like I don't know if I'm psyching myself out and thinking like, oh well, why not? Why not pick like the quiet? Because like Tim Scott, like his his style is kind of like Pence, like just kind of laid back, quiet, chill in the background. Is that what Trump would want? I don't think that that's gonna. But are you thinking? But then it's like, are you thinking of the future? Cause like if you pick if you pick Ramaswamy, in a lot of ways, when your four years is done, you're still very much in the mix. Yeah. If you pick Tim Scott, I could see Trump kind of fall by the wayside. So it's like, it, it, what is Trump thinking? Like, is he thinking future? I don't know. We're not in his head. We don't know, but it's hard. It's yeah. Hard. It, I still think he's gonna pick a woman because yeah. I feel like. What have we heard lately? Like he's growing in support with Hispanics and blacks. Still, the one demographic we're not hearing he's growing much support with is women. Yeah. So I, I that's why I think that he's gonna pick a woman. If it's gonna be a woman, it's gonna be Christy Noem. I think. If yeah, I had to that would my, be yeah. like if I had to like make a prediction today, I would say his vice presidential pick is gonna be Christy Noem. But those are definitely the top three. I think. If he had a short list, it'd be those three. Um, yeah, he I, I would. I Tim might Scott trade out. I would. I might trade out Tim Scott for at least uh, Stefanik. Yeah. Uh, my short list would be Ramaswamy, Noam, and at least Stefanik. Those would be mine. That short list is a better one. I don't. I don't like. I don't think Tim Scott adds anything. But I don't know, man. Let's let's hope he doesn't. Well, I mean. I, I don't feel like he's going to be hurt. I just don't no, think it, that it Tim Scott be, would... It wouldn't be a bad vice president yeah. pick. I just... I'll put it to you like this. Between Pence and and uh, and and Tim Scott, in the event of something tragic, I could see Pence stepping up and being president more than I could have saw Tim Scott, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It's like... Pence is ready to go. Like Tim Scott, I don't know how I would feel about him being president. Like yeah. in the event that he was needed. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we, see. We will see. Hopefully soon. That's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.